Hey everybody, this is a Kevin, a podcast for we, podcast for we, as well as a podcast for you. I'm your host, K-Dizzle, also known as K-Dog, also known as The Shit, you know. I'm just here, you know, doing the thing with the podcasting, but unfortunately, Ed Dog, he had to do something. So, I figured I'd just run this solo. I'm looking for all my little settings. Maybe I should have uh, got it set up first before um, we're popping this sucker on. You know what? Hey, man, this is a first-rate budget podcast. That's what. That's how we roll up in this beast. All right. You think to yourself, well, he's solo. He can't do this shit. He needs someone to bounce his ideas off. Well, if you've been watching this fucking podcast, usually I'm just talking and the never just receives. I know he adds to it. I, I listen to the podcast every now and then. I'm like, huh, yeah. I didn't think about that. So, you know, so it'll be, but I figure I put some notes down, put some thoughts out there in the ether. Give give uh, give my uh, audience who composes of nobody out there something to listen to, you know. Keep guys, you know, give you little nuggets here. Uh, we were gonna do it today, but I guess something about uh, he was doing some kind of a thing with his uh, laundry, or I guess he got a washer installed, you know. So like that's like a big deal, I guess. It's a lot of work in a washer, and. Um, it's raining something about raining i don't know when people give me excuses i'm like eh. <laughs> but it's not really excuses it's a real thing but i'm like yeah i don't really care i was like oh you can't do it all right okay hmm. i had some thoughts figured run by you guys some nerd talk okay starting with uh let's get into things um it's december 9th 2021 I figured we'd talk about um, Cowboy Bebop. So, yeah, there is this anime show, very acclaimed back then, called uh, Cowboy Bebop. It's like a, a synergy of good music, animation, storytelling, you know, some good cinematics, a lot of fighting, things like that. So it's, it's really good. It's well-paced for, for the time. You know, it's still okay by today. Today, that by today's standards but um you know it's pretty outdated you know a lot there's a lot of stuff grappling with the same kind of themes and action and uh and and, and maybe music i don't know i still think the music's like still above par there still hasn't been a show that can like create a volume and ambience with the with music and like nowadays i don't think that's a thing so yeah i mean i hope but the Cowboy Bebop had perfect everything, everything from action to, to storytelling to music. I mean, like it was like this the complete thing, you know, and um, yeah, it was pretty famous. This is the 90s, right? Or late 90s, right? When anime was still like starting to get real popular, you know, back in the olden days, we had to do was smuggle these fuck things. You get like a VHS tape and then you would uh, you would look you would like you would know a friend of a friend and then you guys all you guys just got together and you should be watching it on your vcr and be like what the fuck this is so cool and usually it would be either dragon ball or really pretty much dragon ball i can't think of anything else and then like 
then all of a sudden sci-fi channel became a thing and then they were showing anime and that was pretty cool and um then it just started getting more popular and popular and the only time you really could get anime at the time after after that was like you had to go to comic con and things like that and then eventually like in the early early 2000s you're able to just buy the shit and now it's a dime a dozen so i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing seemed to be anime back then had to be really fucking good uh to like for, you know for you to hear about it you know so then you would see it but um nowadays i guess it has to be really good for you even to to look at it and give it a ch- chance you know and like there's a lot of variables that have to come into play for you to watch an anime you know you guys are wondering what, what is he talking about the anime you know when there's this new show that came out ooh. now the thing is about these anime adaptations they call them netflix does this thing where I don't know what they do. They um, try to make a live action adaptation of an anime or property. And um, it fucking sucked, especially with the, when it has a high fan base. I don't understand the concept of it because it's OK. So like you would think that if you're trying to get the fan base <laughs> into something while bringing new people you would then create, you know, something that the, the fans would like, right? But it seems to me, it's like, I'm not creating something for you. I'm creating something for me, and you're going to need to want it. And that's, that's the vibe I got, you know, from Netflix. And I'm pretty sure a lot of the people who actually buy this shit or who are actually into this is the only ones who really care, you know? Meanwhile, people just watch this shit for like, you know, because they're hardcore nerd friends watching it or yeah, they think that it's popular in their little niche circles. And so they're watching it and they're like, Oh, it's the best shit ever, but you can't walk away from the live adaptations of these fucking things and just be like, Oh, it's the best shit ever. It's the truth, you know, and all the fans are just toxic and whatever. That's a new thing. And they, back in the day, you could hate a thing and that was, that was okay. But now if you hate a thing, it's your fault. You know, it's not, it's not the company's fault for making garbage, you know, but, and they just keep shilling it out. You know, it makes me think that like either reality is like a, like fake or there's some master plan to shovel out crap, you know? And then as you're watching, you know, these Netflix adaptations, I've noticed they always have to garner some kind of a thing, you know, like they always have to do some kind of a woke thing, you know, let's introduce, how can we introduce lesbians into this or gays or something like that? And they're very cowardly about it when they do it. They always have to be like lesbians or something like that. Cause they know that the hardcore people watch are mostly men. And then they're like, Oh, well, we need to put her wokeness in. So they put lesbians in there or some shit like that. All right. Why not? If you're going to make it gay, go gay. But now let's say fucking just women. Fuck it. So you got your uh, Netflix uh, adaptation of Cowboy Bebop. It's not too bad. I watched it. I liked it. Uh, the only thing I didn't like, though, let's just say that it's way better than Death Note. If you ever watched Death Note, that fucking sucked. It sucked story-wise. It sucked everything. Like, the main thing that Death Note made, was popular for were the characters, you know? You're not seeing just, like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I really don't have a comparison there. But that, but, but the, the show is based on the characters and the situations they're in. That's why a lot of the other adaptations kind of work. Like, if they have a manga adaptation or a 
were a, a live action in Japan. Well, the way those kind of work is because they understood the characters and and they went that way with it. And they just played around, what would this character do? So fast forward to Netflix, they don't have that concept at all. It's like they just kind of looked at it and just took out the like the the, the topical stuff. You got a death note, right? Of no name, someone dies. You got Kira. He's a bad guy. He's into this girl. They just make up shit, you know, and they don't understand the character per se. They just don't. And uh, I'm not going to rant on a like a death note, but that is garbage. I mean, that is the worst fucking adaptation. And then some next to Dragon Ball Evolution. That's a real garbage one. But once again, it's a misunderstanding of the characters, you know, like Dragon Ball Evolution. You got. This one guy who can uh, do, I don't know, fireballs out of his hand, destroy a fucking moon, things like that, and turn into a giant ape, whatever, you know. And um, they make it a high school drama, you know, like, okay, I, you know, I don't, when I think of Dragon Ball, I don't think high school drama at all, but I guess whoever made that adaptation uh, not only made that, got moved on to Netflix and just kept on going. Because it seems to be whoever the fucking makers of Dragon Ball Evolution is, same motherfuckers who did this fucking shit. No, nah, they're not. But I mean, feels like it. Like no understanding of the characters at all, you know? So the cool thing about Ca- Cowboy Bebop is, it's, and like the things that they, that they bitched about where they said, oh yeah, this isn't going to be good because of this, that, and whatever. It's uh, the design of it. Like, oh yeah, people aren't going to like the design. They're not going to like this. They're not going to like that. And I was like, I don't know. I really liked um. I, li- I like the design of it. I thought it was kind of goofy, but I liked it. I liked everything. I liked that, how everything looked, too. Everything looked really good. Um, even the characters looked pretty cool. They were different renditions, but it seemed like they were trying to fake people out or something like that. Or like, you don't like Faye Valentine because her tits aren't hanging out. She's not less sexual and blah, blah, blah. And like, okay. And then, like, you see the characters. She's pretty cool. But um, but the actual mannerisms of the characters, it's like there's like a disease inside of these people who make these shows. It's like a, maybe it's a producer thing. I don't know. But it's like a disease in their head where they have to produce some kind of a woke thing. Like how they're like they're around a table writing. Right. How woke can we get this? You know. And um, and then you could kind of see that and it kind of manipulates the story like there are ways to pull that off, but because they prioritized it more or maybe they try to get it out of the way so they can continue with their story or whatever their truth. And then you got um, so you got the show right the characters are pretty cool uh let's see I had a little list of things. Uh, yeah john chow he was a. Uh, Spike Spiegel, and he's pretty good. In fact, a lot of people were complaining about um, his age, like he's too old. And I was like, I don't, I don't think that's a thing. I don't think anyone is really complaining about that. But it was one of those fake complaints that they made a big deal about. I wonder if that's some kind of marketing campaign, where you're trying to funnel the complaints somewhere so you don't really actually look at it. I don't know what that is, but it was a kind of dumb thing. Everyone I know wasn't complaining about that, but uh, I guess nerds apparently are complaining about him being old. That was my thing. I think he did pretty good. In fact, um, yeah, he did really good. I mean, he was the best that he could be. Um, this this other guy, I don't know his, I don't, say, I don't know where he comes from, but he's really good. His name is Mustafa Shakir and he now that guy he played Jet 
And man, dude, he nailed it, dude. He nailed, he nailed everything, his mannerisms and everything from how he talks to how he runs. He just, man, he, he was so fucking cool. Oh, he was Bushwhacker? Tight. He was in, um, oh, that's tight. Uh, he was in that one show, uh, Luke Cage. I actually like Bushwhacker. Yeah. Well, anyways, that guy was pretty cool. Um, and uh, he under, he ran like Jet. Like, he was, like, running like him, which was pretty cool. <laughs> he talked like him. Everything about him was good. They changed the story around with this character. Um, they made it so, like, he's trying to um get some like there was a running gag where he's trying to get some toy for his daughter which i thought was pretty cool and they should have done more shit like that i think um you had faye valentine he had daniel panita now the thing that bothered me about that characterization is it sucked it just it was just garbage i mean she was good i mean she looked she looked the part i think she i think as casting goes she looked the part but and i don't think I don't think it's her. I think it's the the writing for her that sucked because um, she, she don't seem like a bad actress at all. I, actually, I think it, everything works, you know, with her, except for fucking her dialogue. It just was terrible. It's like they didn't even understand the character of Faye Valentine. Did he even watch the anime? I don't know. But um, I didn't feel female fatale that's like the the thing that they do with this chick she's supposed to be like deadly and like a gypsy and she steals shit and she's like just quirky you know whatever but like i don't know why it, it just sucked this in her writing was terrible and she was very vulgar it seemed to be they didn't know how to write for her so this made her curse a lot which i don't remember that a thing in the in the anime it was pretty good it was classy you know you didn't have to curse as much i'm not like saying i'm anti-cursing but within the character she was clever and she like like they should have got the person who writes that uh anime kono saburu or something like that i think it's called that Kono Saburu. I forgot. Now that's good writing, you know, like it's like about this um this goddess and this guy, and they're fucking they have to go kill some demon and they suck at life. It's it's really good writing because there's a lot of good banter between the two characters. And I didn't really think uh Japanese animators could do that. I mean good banter, but it was it was good, it was very good. Um she's fucking terrible. Not her, but like the writing for her. There was no good banter. It seemed to be the good. Uh, jokes and shit were between John Cho and Mustafa, but it was also weird too because like it said like 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 Mustafa would say a thing or not Jet would say something right, and then Spike would say something or John or okay Jet would be talking to Spike, and he would have a punchline and the other guy would have a punchline, and they would both say their jokes, but it was like in response to it was like a vacuum. Like if I was Jet, I would say, why did the chicken cross the road? And then Spike would say, to die, right? And then Jet would then say, to get to the other side. And then the other guy would say, chickens, they're dumb, right? I mean, like, it's like, what the fuck? Just That's not a conversation. It sucked. It's not good at all. It's just terrible. But there you go. Other than that, you have other characters here and there, and who gives a fuck? See, now, another thing is, like, um, in Cowboy Bebop, one of the cool villains who's supposed to be mysterious and everything, along with the hero, so it's kind of, like, parallel, they're supposed to parallel each other, um, is Vicious. And Vicious is pretty tight. He's supposed to be tight. He's supposed to be quiet. He's supposed to be scary. In fact, when he comes in in Ballad of the Fallen Angels in the, in the, in the anime, it's like, what the fuck? It's, it's, 
you know, it's fucking good. It's like, he's scary and he's cool. And then he's collected and uh, he's, he's unemotional really, other than like screaming at people, but he's, he's really quiet, honestly. And um, in this one, once again, actor's not bad at all, but I don't think he ever watched the anime or maybe the director didn't understand what was going on or they didn't know how to write the story. I don't know, but he was like very emotional and he was weak. The entire character was weak, you know? And then like Julia, um, who's supposed to be a mystery in the show is actually more of a character. So in the anime, you got uh, Spike and he's into this one chick <clears throat> who he thinks is dead. It turns out she's alive and it's a bit of a big deal. And, um, and and there's a little bit of mystery. I mean, I think that there was something between her and and Vicious, and then maybe Spike and Spiegel got with her, some like love triangle kind of thing. Whatever. But um, that that's how it's supposed to be. But in the show, for like I guess wokeness, they had to make it so she's like strong female. So she had to like be the one who's the main villain, and she wants to take over the syndicate or some bullshit like that see in the show in the cartoon vicious is like cold calculating always planning you know and then <clears throat> he gets to take over the uh the syndicate in a weird way like <clears throat> yeah he does and then uh at the very end the show comes to an end spoiler where spike has to take him out whatever because julia's dead he's got nothing to lose whatever so the so it all you know goes down that way but in this one they build up they build up to the ballad of the fallen angels episode of four for, for this live action show and um <clears throat> like vicious comes out like a like i don't know what he's supposed to be in this he's like like some kind of a a weak individual who's like very sad that nobody likes him and <clears throat> and then i don't know man it just it just sucked you know that is not what vicious was and so whoever wrote this was like i don't give a fuck you know he he worked on like two characters and they kind of just fell away with the other characters another thing other than making some weird plot unnecessary plot twist is <clears throat> they made uh daniela pina what is it faye valentine she gets with uh this other chick so they like oh plot twist she's with this other girl and uh that's like a, supposed to be a big thing and everyone hates that and uh, like again like i said earlier you know like they're always trying to pull like some kind of woke thing where they're making it like oh yeah well we gotta have a lesbian somewhere so if i mean like this is what they needed to do you know they needed to do whatever on the show the show sucked <laughs> it was okay it, the thing that makes that bothers me about the show is this it could have been better i mean they had all the parts all the pieces i think even saying actors and actresses they just needed to do their own story honestly and if they wanted to because of the way Cowboy Bebop is structured, they could have just said that this episode is happening between this or whatever. And they didn't. And um, I mean, it would have it worked. I liked how they introduced other characters at different times and such, and then changed the story just a little bit, you know, but then it, like after about a few episodes, it felt like they were just trying to, um, they were just changing the episodes to make them longer, really. You know, in actuality, if it's like 10 episodes, and the original show was 30 minutes of pop. They, you know, pretty much came pretty close to making a full show, but they only fleshed out like 
four of the episodes. I don't know. It's, it's fucking god awful. It's funny too because like in one hour episodes, they weren't able to accomplish as much as um, like a normal. If you watch the show within 30, 20 minutes, you know, they have like a beginning, middle, and end. They have all this stuff that will last for like 20 fucking years. Enough so popular that you would make a uh, live action show this will not last the test of time this is fucking god awful and in fact if they do make another season which they probably will or like an adaptation of a movie which they probably will it's gonna suck too and then let's just say 20 years from now no one's gonna know that they're just gonna always think this is the fucking piece of shit movie that i'm gonna compare it to other stuff that fuck, uh, fucking sucks, like Dragon Ball Evolution. That shit comes out. Nobody knows about that shit, you know? But we use that as a, see, this sucks as bad as that, or this sucks a little bit less than that, you know? And this will be our new thing to, to compare against. It's so dumb. But if they wanted to make the show work, and this is how they could have done it, same exact everything, just make different episodes, do your own thing. I think that would be the most powerful thing. Um, uh better banter i guess and i would have made jet gay if like you're gonna go woke i would have made jet gay with another dude and it you did exactly done the same thing you know have him like get with the like the, and he could have had a daughter still it was still like a thing you know they could have went woke that way as opposed to making the, the the classic let's just make the girl gay because guys aren't gonna like that whatever Let's see what else. Um, and, you know, another plot twist. Like if you wanted to do another woke thing, you could have made Spike gay. Like he was in its vicious. And that was a weird love triangle. And then you could have made maybe Julia the vicious character, which she's not. She's an emotional lady and, and is very petty who's taking revenge because she had to stay with vicious or whatever. That, that fucking sucked. Um... Alex Hassel, what a hassle! The fighting was good. Uh, the action was pretty cool. It's, it just sucks that it was like a ruined opportunity, and that's why I give this show fuck that. You know. All right. Um. Let's see here, what do I got going on here? All right. Speaking of woke, uh, let's talk about Star Trek Discovery. So I finished uh, season three, and um, I've noticed that this show is garbage. And um, I'm big into Star Trek. And usually what Star Trek meant to me was good characterizations and then good story that don't have to link to another episode. It was so good. They get one episode and it would stand alone, right? And yeah, there would be some shitty episodes. But I mean, you're running, what, 26 episodes? Of course, one of the episodes has to suck. You know, they can always be uh, the best. But that's the power of that show. It'd just be so good. You know, like uh, like an episode would be good, but Discovery doesn't have any of that. It's literally one episode, and it's really long. You know, <laughs> and to to complete a story, it took like ten episodes, like so ten hours to complete one story, and the story is not even that great, and the characters are not even that great either. Because I don't know, it's you have to resist. Okay, so it takes four seasons for Picard to cry. I think it's four seasons. Like he's normal all the way up to the point where he gets taken over by the Borg. I think it was three seasons. I don't fucking know, but it took him more than one season. Let's just say before he actually coughed a tear up and that's 26 episodes a piece. So that's like double, almost more than double of discovery. That being said, 
the main character in that show cries like every minute of every episode. And I mean, the cool, see, it's not that crying is bad. When Picard did it, you're like, what the fuck? You know, this guy never does that. So you, it has that ramification. But in this fucking thing, nah, not so much. You know, Ooh. 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 Ah. dropped the deuce, had to, had all the business. When's it going to do the thing? Do the, do the thing. What? Sharpen. Usually just does it automatically. Oh. Mm. Wow. Fuck. Well, anyways, so discovery. Fuck this show. Fucking main character cries all the time. And here's another thing. here's another thing about that stupid show. The main the main character there's a main character by the way. Um, in most of the Star Trek, it's not really a main character. There are people that the show kind of gravitates to more than the others. Like with Star Trek, it'd be the the big three: Kirk, uh, Spock, and. Nimoy and the next generation it was usually and it's funny because it wasn't this you would think right the second in command but no it was Picard Data a lot of Worf stories I would think like it's like Picard and Data they were like goats you know and every once in a while you have a lot of Worfs which was pretty cool Mm. Discovery was pretty cool not Discovery um, Deep Space Nine was pretty cool because it was like uh a lot of the other characters had more playtime, you know? So I think it was about even because you, you had the captain and it did center around him a lot, but then it did center around the other characters. I think that was the best version of Star Trek in the way of like all the characters and shit had stories and they weren't, they weren't wasted. Let's just say it wasn't like a waste of character. Every single one of those fucks were good, you know? And not like Jordy, like Jordy, I like him and everything, but um. Like the, the story is never really centered around him that much. You know what I mean? And, but like when you watch Deep Space Nine, it like every single character had cool acting skills. And then Voyager, they like they regressed. It was mostly Janeway, which is, I guess, for the most part, good. That's about it. Everyone else, it just kind of bounced around, but n- no one was charismatic as Janeway. Oh, yeah, the doctor. He was very charismatic. So it was like the doctor, Janeway, and um, Seven of Nine, which is cool because Seven of Nine was hot. So it was like a thing in which, you know, usually that doesn't work, you know, but it did, (laughs) which is crazy. And that worked out pretty good. Uh, And then Enterprise, the next Star Trek came out, and that was pretty good. Um, Let's see, Enterprise, let's see here. Center on Archer, yeah. A lot of Tuck and that uh, that uh, whoosh, whoosh, the Vulcan lady, another pretty lady who worked pretty good in the story. So eh, those were the big three. Mm. Other than that, every other character was kind of wasted. Man, D Space Nine. When you, I never really thought about it until I verbalized it. But yeah, D Space Nine really had good um, characterizations. And then, uh, <clears throat> so, but Discovery's just got awful. So <clears throat> let's go over the characters real quick, some of them. So you got Michael Burnham. Now, the actress that plays Michael Burnham is uh, Niqua Martin-Green. She's really good. She's a real good actress. But she's in the wrong show. But it doesn't matter 
that's discovery. You just have to take it. The most, um, I mean, the weakest of all the Star Treks, I think. I don't know. Picard was pretty bad. Uh, Anthony Rapp, he's Paul Stamets. He's actually one of my favorite characters, but they don't, I, I, I liked it when he was an asshole. I don't, he's not an asshole anymore. And that kind of sucks. It was good when he was an asshole. He should, he should have stayed that way. There's Doug Jones. He's pretty cool. Saru. That guy is just royalty. He's so good. Um, he's pretty good in the show. You got Mary Wiseman. And she's cool as Tilly. But <clears throat> once again, uh, there's some problems with these characters in that respect. Um, then you got other people. They're just fucking there. <laughs> Honestly, they're just fucking there. Um, <clears throat> oh, Michelle Yao is pretty bad, but she's royalty. She's been around for a bit. So I always liked her. Every time I see her, good to go. I like that Jason Isaacs. He was cool in that first season. He was one of my favorite characters. Mm. David Ajala, he's Cleveland Booker. He's a cool character in season three, and I think he's just a good actor, but his character sucks. Uh, Shazad Latif, I think that dude is fucking cool as an actor. The character is garbage. Um well, who the fuck is that? Who's a train? Uh, good podcast. You just hear me just reading. Oh, I don't really remember this character. I see, and that's how terrible Discovery is. They have a bunch of random characters, and you're just like, who the fuck are these people? Which at first I thought was cool. I'm all like, they kept showing these people, but they had no story arcs or anything. They were just extras that every once in a while would say something. And I thought that was pretty cool, but, <laughs> but like, um, yeah, I guess they're considered characters. I don't know. And then, so it just, the show would only focus on the people that were there that had a lot of lines and then, the, and it would just ignore these other characters. Right. And so like, <laughs> they had this one character, she's like a robot. I don't even know what the fuck she was because this is supposed to take place before, well, not season three, but the entirety of the show before three. It takes place before Star Trek ever happened, you know? And um, they had this robot character. And I'm like, oh, she's cool. What the fuck is this about? But it, it was so cash, you know? Oh, yeah, by the way, we have a robot, which I thought was pretty. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty cool. I'm writing a book right now. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to totally do that. <laughs> like, uh, well, I had a robot, but like originally he had more of a part, but I was thinking, you know, I like the idea of it's just fucking there. Right. You know, like, yeah, see, it's a robot. <laughs> Cause that's what the fuck happened. It was just a robot in the show. And um, in season two, they take that robot lady out and um, you could tell she was going to die because give me a second. Let me uh, charge up here. <laughs> because she started talking and i was like wait what i was like who who the fuck is this lady she had she was talking there's like little bits of story here and there i mean like she did talk earlier but she was talking more and like they're they're like oh remember that time we did this one thing and i'm like what the fuck what time? why they're doing the thing where they're it's kind of like exposition but in the in the most egregious way so usually ex expositions a lot like Good thing we did that one thing that one time, you know, and then so that you can just like, so you said it out there. So it's there, you know, story wise, but it never really happened. This is the characters were saying it or a narrator would say, and then they went home, you know, that like that. And so you never see the journey. You just know that they went home. Well, they did that with the characters 
And in that, they do it with characterization. So instead of having uh, the good story writing skills of like, this character is so fucking awesome, you would just then say, this character is so fucking awesome. And so therefore, like, I guess if you say it, it, it's true. I don't know. But that's discovery logic. You know, like if I say a thing, it's okay. You know, <laughs> like you're like, wait, that doesn't make sense. You know, like it's like, and then the ship, ship exploded. They came back together. You're like, what? Why? <laughs> but hey, you know, that's their logic. So this lady just dies and then they commit a whole episode, the next episode, and they don't have many episodes either. They, they don't. They, it's like boom, 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 boom. That's the, that's the show. And they spent like 20, 30 minutes utilize, uh, you, you, was it, eulogy, eulogizing. Yeah, there you go. Eulogizing this lady that for the most part, she was just there, you know, like episode one turns her head. <laughs> episode two looks shocked. You know, that's all she did. But uh, that's a show in a nutshell. But uh, in season three, uh, so season two ends with them going to the future, way past all the Star Trek. It's like they can't figure it out. And then it's like season three, every, everyone's like separated. It's all disjointed and literally feels like they didn't even know the story that they wrote in season two and they just did their own fucking thing. It's so fucking bad, dude. Cause it's, so, it's like a thousand years in the future. It, it's so fucking bad. There's a part where, okay. So the season two has this um, Burnham's Michael Burnham's mom. And she's like, I guess pivotal of the plot or whatever, but not really. And she goes to the future and she's lost, whatever. She returns as some Vulcan lady and but fucking why? (laughs) Like she's kind of like part of the Vulcan culture. She's part of this um, thing that so happened to live a thousand years. It's called the the sisters. Some fucking thing where like chicks are fighting. I don't know why, but it's fucking terrible. It was introduced in Picard and it was a bad concept. But there it is. It's, it's part of fucking discovery. And um, she's like some kind of badass ninja lady or some shit. I don't fucking know. And then Burnham has to express logic without emotion. But apparently the writers of the show haven't watched the first two fucking seasons because this makes it no fucking sense. Because like, here's this chick, right? She's been, you know, raised on Vulcan to be not emotional. But for fucking two seasons, she is fucking emotional like then some and it's kind of fucking weird too because like i don't know it's like in your life you the audience who who's better at life is it the calm collected person or the erratic emotional person like literally usually if it's a chick it's always you know that person come on don't fuck a lot of me you know that person the emotional, irrational lady who's just fucking just like totally emotional never gets it right. Dude, if you're that person and you're getting it right, you're wrong. You know, like that's not a thing. Mostly if you're erratic with your emotions, bipolar or whatever, um, it's it's a rough go for you. I'm just going to say. I'll say ABC's a you. This sucks. And that's Michael Burnham, man. She's fucking crying all over the place. And I get it, too. Like, you can write a sad moment. She's fucking crying. But after a certain time, after all this weird shit going on, you'd think she'd be dead to it. Seeing that she was raised on a fucking planet for fucking years to be a Vulcan, meaning no emotion. But that just went out the fucking window. But whatever. 
like I said, Discovery just does the thing where she gets emotional. Fuck it. It's like, why did you put her? Why did you put her on Vulcan for so long? You could have had her origin story somewhere else, but now you just wanted to use some kind of a Spock angle. That's what they did. They just wanted to introduce Spock. Whoever the fucking writers are, so garbage, man. They're just like a round table, smoking pot, and like, so how do we get Spock into this? Uh, the main character lives with them, and she's like a Vulcan. And then like one episode later, so she's crying, right? Yeah, okay, she's crying, all right. <laughs> It doesn't make sense. Whatever. So season three, it, yeah, they, I don't know why I was uh, talked about Michael Burnham's mom. But yeah, like the, so, the the episode is so disjointed. The reason they go thousand years in the future is a very convoluted reason. In fact, the entirety of the show from season two and on is very convoluted. There is a AI that will take out the universe, all sentient life in the galaxy. I guess that's a thing. <laughs> That's pretty dumb. And uh, so, so like there's a series of events that are happening to create this. Um, there's this uh, Michael Burnham's mom for, for whatever reason has the ability to time travel in this robot suit, which is pretty tight. And so like you have discovery trying to figure it out, like figure out what the fuck are these lights and, they're going around the fucking galaxy trying to find these lights, these red angels and figure it out. And somehow throughout the course of the movie show, they get to the sphere and the sphere so happens to be around for a hundred thousand years and has all this knowledge and it puts all its knowledge on discovery, which then turns it into the super AI. So at the same time, there's this one thing organization from D discovery that was invented in discovery called section 31 and or 39 31 the fuck ever anyways so like i guess they're run by ai yeah for whatever reason and known as control and for some fucking reason that thing goes crazy i don't know and then it's trying to if it gets with the sphere the knowledge on discovery It'll be so smart. It'll be self-aware. I think it's pretty self-aware killing people, but whatever. It'll be so powerful that it'll be able to destroy all life in the universe. So that's the stakes. So their plan was to try to destroy Discovery because that's the obvious choice, right? For some reason, they couldn't do that. All right, cool. I mean, they couldn't like, I don't know. I don't know. Like drive the ship into the sun. I don't know. They couldn't, for whatever reason, the AI would always counter them and try and destroy the ship. Well, whatever. Okay. So they decide to take the ship to the future, a thousand years in the future. And that way, that AI won't be able to hook up with the two. I, I don't, I, yeah. And so they do that. And for whatever reason, the AI doesn't hide for a thousand years and hooks up with this thing. Oh, oh. Anyways, so a thousand years goes. Um, the ship goes out, comes out at one point in time. She comes out at one point in time. The universe is fucked because of some stupid reason. I will we'll get to that in a second. So 
Starfleet's not around, it's a thousand years in the future. And that's that's season three. Season three starts out with like Burnham by herself, like in the end, the Discovery's all trying to figure shit out. And the whole show is them trying to get back together. Meanwhile, they can't use warp technology because dilithium is rare. All the dilithium in the universe exploded or some bullshit like that because plot twist i guess they get to a place where dilithium is like everywhere and there's this dude who's crazy who should be crazier and he so happens to be related to not related but like the same race as um doug jones's character i forgot his name whatever and his mom dies and he screams at this dilithium magical rock. I call it magical because it's stupid. Because when he screams at this fucking thing, it creates an effect that destroys all the dilithium in the galaxy that was being used. So all these ships explode and then people aren't able to use warp technology, you know, all the fucking starfleet is like reduced to like a few ships and <sighs> discovery gets found out by also like burnham and discovery get together and they're trying to figure shit out and they get with uh starfleet and starfleet's like sussing them out and i don't know the upgrade discovery and to make it more futuristic they made it so the nacelles are like separated and so the ship is like not conjoined i don't know it, you know what's funny though there's a part where was that season three i think it was yeah it was season three they're in i don't understand it discovery is so fucking massive is it's insane the upgrade didn't make it massive unless it did i don't know because like they're in this fucking area where it's like fucking big like it's like the size of a planet they're just like flying around and it's like this one of these little areas i don't I don't fucking get it, but it was like huge. And then I was like, Discovery is really that big? Like, this doesn't make sense. And all the Star Treks and all their fucking ships, even the Deep Space Nine, which is like three times bigger than a galaxy class starship, you know, this, this little fucking ship is like huge, you know, whatever. Uh, what happens in season three? I mean, they just like, fuck it it was so dumb dude they figured out the, uh, the lithium and they they figure out this kid they took him away from this rock so i guess the, the lithium thing that he screamed at was like raw the lithium and it created this warp scream and i don't know as i'm talking about it, it just angers me because star trek was so centered this seemed like fucking they had like a dartboard called plot and they just threw shit at it as much as they could and it just it's, it's fucking dumb dude and um yeah it believe it or not season one was the best i liked it it was good and then season two was garbage and season three is a little bit better than two but they're both garbage um let's see what else what else is there um fuck that show oh yeah and they make her captain that's another thing uh so yeah that's why that's what i got so 
a problem with this show is the stupidity of it. Other than that, you know, so like when you watch in Star Trek, people are getting promoted and such, but it, it makes a kind of sense. Like right? you wouldn't have Ensign Kim and all of a sudden he's an admiral. It just wouldn't make sense. And they pull that shit off in this fucking show. So, um, yeah, it's so dumb. They do a lot of things where they it's like they promote because of feelings. That's what it feels like. Like uh, they don't really there's no rhyme or reason to it other than just because you know so burnham is nowhere near captain she's not even a commander you know oh i guess i guess she could be i mean she was gonna get promoted to commander but that she skips that and goes straight to captain right whatever and then tilly she gets a bunch of promotions and she's a fucking ensign and in fact i think i mean is she not a cadet i thought she was but whatever i don't even remember her being commissioned i don't know i don't know they promoted her a bunch Oh, in this season, they introduced a, a non-binary character, whatever the fuck. Okay, so there's a thing called a trill, and that that's <laughs> that just existed in Star Trek. And um, it's basically uh, a parasite that has like the memories of its host. So 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 I'm I'm Bob and I got the host thing, and we're we're like one being, right? And then I die, and then he goes into another person, say Cindy. Now Cindy has all my memories and her. Plus the parasite. That's a new person. Then Cindy goes to Steve. And Steve now has the, the parasite. And the parasite is not only has the memories of the two of us, plus himself. And then he's also kind of a new being. So that's normal. And you go man, woman, man, woman, woman, woman. It doesn't matter. That's not a thing. But in this one, it felt like they were trying to push some kind of a non-binary kind of thing, you know, and like what is unnecessary. Cause and that's what that that's what really confuses it too. Because okay, so the, the 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 lady they go her and then she goes i don't feel like a girl i feel like a boy and then the the doc who's gay he's like oh i get it and i'm like in the future okay like this is a thousand years in the future too by the way of of star trek a thousand years in the future of star trek so the technology is way it's to a point where you can just teleport and shit at will like just by putting your badge you just teleport you know that's how powerful their technology is so in star trek you could change gender in star trek next generation you could change gender okay that's a thing like that's that's established as canon so in the year like one thousand years in the future you can't change gender I, so what I'm getting at is this, you could even have your woke movement because you want it to be, they don't feel like that, they're this. But the reality is if, if that was a thing in Star Trek, then you would just be that, you know, like you would then just, you know, I want to be a girl, boom, I want to be a boy, boom. You would just be that because it's that's just a quick surgery. I mean, in a world where they just fucking use like lasers and shit and they do brain surgery and they change you in from, a, they literally turned a clean on dude into a human, which is very convoluted. They should have went the opposite direction, but whatever. They turned a clean on into a dude. They smushed his bones, smushed his body and put him into a person. And that's okay. And they did that. 1,000 years ago. So, like, you're telling me, like, now this, this, but they wanted to have their woke moment. That really is what it is. And what, what, what's a shame is it's in your face about it, you know, like, rather than just casually do it. But it wouldn't make sense to, to forward the plot of, yeah, you know, you know, gender is a fucking ideology. It's not real, you know, and like, okay, so it's not real. Got it. 
you do, you would then change your gender. And then it would be like, no, we can't do that though. <laughs> can't, can't change your gender. What are you fucking talking about, man? This is imaginary. But then why do you say that you're a girl then? And then the, and the, and the guy's like, uh, or a girl, whatever the, whatever gender that, cause he didn't, I, or she, he or she, or I forgot whatever trill thing they wanted to be identified as one. If anything, non-binary, no gender, that's a thing too. You could just be that, you know, like, I don't want to have gender. Boom. Science, you know, I mean, fuck. But you can't have that because if you did that, then you wouldn't have that um, that that thing, right? Because like you wouldn't be able to talk about it, you know, all the time, or pu- push your agenda. You wouldn't have any representation because they would be fully the person that they are. You know, they could even keep the same actor, but they, I, I think they want to keep it in this weird way, and it makes it even weirder. So I'm watching Star Trek. And I'm wondering, why the fuck are you hungry? You could just replicate food, and then there's no fucking reason for it. Oh, yeah. Why don't you replicate food? Let's talk about something else. <laughs> like, that's okay. In the, in the world of Star Trek, it's if you need a thing, you get a thing, you know? And even the, the science of who you are, you can change. But for some, oh, no, we stopped there only because in this fucking year, 2021, we got to make gender a thing, you know? And so we do that without using any kind of logic at all. You know, I mean, you could have had your cake and eat it too, but no, you wanted to make it. So it's a thing. So yeah, yeah. Identify as a girl. And then Dr. Samuels should have then said, so do you want me to transition you? I could do that. Cause we have a thousand years of science, you know, I mean, like even in the nineties, they could just like turn dudes into girls and it would be chaotic, you know, you, but fast forward over a thousand years, we just forgot how to do that. Let's go warp speed. Fuck it. Let's press our badge and teleport. Shit, they could they merged two people in a plant with transporter technology. They separated people with transport technology. They've cloned people with transporter technology. But yet, but yet this one little thing they can't fucking figure out, you know? And like, believe it or not, transporter isn't the end all be all. If they're able to mush down a dude and turn him into a Klingon, you know, I mean, can't mush down a lady and turn her into a dude or vice versa. Fuck. The thing is, like, if you're a Star Trek fan, like, truly, you don't, you get it. And I think, it's, like, because I watch every season every year, you know what I mean? I mean, that's that's how dedicated I am as a fan. I watch in the background and I build civilizations while I'm doing it. But, um, I mean, but why, you know, like they made this show, you could do the things you want to do, be progressive, but like have a little bit of logic to it at least, but they can't, they're so dumb. All right. Well, I mean, discovery is garbage. There you go. Um, and then just promoting her to be captain because of feelings. I don't know. You know what they should have did? Right, is if they wanted Discovery to work, what they should have did was it took place right after Voyager or something, you know, because you could do 10 years after Voyager because the technology looks more advanced than any of the shows. So you could have made that argument. And I know they wanted to have a Spock moment. I get it. But that what they should have did was see why do you have to have this vulcan background the reason they have the vulcan background is just so they can link spock into this bullshit and um 
You didn't have to do any of that. You could have had the battle of the binary stars and everything. You literally could have done the same exact story completely. Like, and you could have even had the Klingons look different just by saying, you know, they look different, you know, and that's why they're acting the way they are, you know, that would have fucking worked, you know, say the retrovirus and introduced in enterprise fucked them up even more. Now they're real fucked up looking, you know, and you could, you could have had all the fucking stories you wanted that way. But I guess they didn't want to conflict with Picard, which actually takes place way longer. So they could have done the same fucking thing. I don't know, fucking idiots. They should have, and then just change, just tweak the story a little bit here and there. And yeah, that's our new drive, a fucking mushroom ship. And then you don't have to make everything all, everything doesn't have to get weird, you know? Like, because all the technology looked way more advanced than any of the Star Treks. But I'm repeating myself. Hmm. All right, one more thing I'm going to talk about, and then I'm done. Been watching this anime called Mushu Gai Gaipon. No, that's uh, Mushroom Chicken. It's called Mushoku Tensai, which is called Jobless Reincarnation, in which it's about this um, nerd who dies by because he, he, I guess, he pushed. This is a normal thing in anime where they push people and they get hit by trucks and they go to another world. And that's what happens. Fat dude, nerd pushes this lady, saves her, gets hit by a truck. And then now he's like in this like uh, imaginary world and not imaginary worlds, world uh, made by some six face God or six, I don't know, for some reason it had six gods in there and whatever. And um, he just lives life there and that's it. And then like, so he grows up, he starts out as a baby, but with his mind of a 35 year old loser and um it's funny too because he's trying to he slowly learns the language and things like that because he's a baby but f- from their point of view they're like man he's so smart but like in reality it's because he's 35 so he has a brain this is that he's in a baby's body so there's a lot of awkward situations with that you know because he's a baby but he's in the body of a nerd so like oh so if he's breastfeeding that's a weird thing but and like the anime is really good it's like pff, above most stuff but because it's also anime, they, they got to get weird with some stuff. Um, it's pretty cool because like uh, there's like one episode where like I guess he fell as a baby and he's like, fuck, I hurt myself. And he starts crying. And then like the, the his mom heals him with magic. And then like that changed everything. Like as soon as he found out there was magic, he's like, wait, what? There's magic? That's That's fucking cool. And so he learns magic, you know? And because he's from our time, he knows how to like he he uses just like common sense how to do things. So the way he approaches magic is much different from anyone else. So like people born in that world, magic's already a thing. And so therefore, like even the geniuses have to still approach as if magic's still a thing. And so they don't think a certain way. But because he comes from Earth, he thinks differently about science. So he's like, oh, if I just mix these two things together, it'll work like that. So that's pretty cool. Anyways, anime is pretty boss. It's pretty cool. It's like he's like really growing, and that's really what makes it good. It's the bit the grind is real, and um, it got to a, a point where uh, the show was so cash. You know, some things happen. You know, that you could die. All this shit happens, right? But the stakes never really get raised that high. And then it gets to a point where they're in the middle of nowhere. They're in a snow mountain, 
this episode's called Turning Point 2 or something like that. Now, apparently, I guess that's a thing. Every time Turning Point happens, some bad shit goes down is what I'm thinking because this, this shit was bad. So the episode starts out with good shit happening. Um, this one girl he's been with this whole time, she's able, she's now considered a warrior. So that means she's badass now. And that's a big deal. So you're like, oh, wow, she she, she leveled up. So this whole time, the main character, he he's badass onto himself because he, he knows magic, but he's not overpowered. In fact, he's so weak. And there's like, he's powerful in the sense of normal people, but like there are so many other people way more powerful than him. And I thought that was pretty cool. And um, everything's good. They get on this fucking mountain because they're crossing these mountains in the snow. They're shooting the breeze, and um, they talk about dragons. They they, they just kind of put out some plot points for later on. And then all of a sudden, the two badass characters that he's been with, like this one character who's like been around for two four hundred years, it's like a badass, like ninja, whatever. Um, he's scared, you know, and. Uh, the girl that he's been with, she's a badass like kung fu fighter too, and she's scared. And they just stop moving because they're just fucking in fear. Because these two other guys come up, and um, this one guy, I guess, like he he has this curse, which it would have been cool if he was just you know, a badass, and that's why they were scared. But no, he's got this curse that makes you fearful, like really fearful, and hate him. So either way, you either hate him or you're afraid of him. So that's how bad it is. It's so bad that they had an ox that was next to him. They had all their stuff. That ox jumped off a mountain to, to run away because of the fear of this guy, right? The guy walks past and in the part and like so uh in the party, the the party that he's in, they're like, this we could die. We better not move, play it chill. Death is on the table. Even if we ran, we die. We're not outrunning this guy. This is this is it. This is game over. So we just be still. It's the best course. All right. So <laughs> the main character looks at the looks at the guy he's not scared at all he doesn't hate him he's not scared he goes hey he starts asking questions and um everyone's like what the fuck <laughs> like, why are you it's like why the fuck are you talking <laughs> are you supposed to be scared and then he and um everything seems to be all right but things change when he asks a simple question he says uh he goes he goes well you sound like you know the human god and then uh, the main character is all like, yeah, actually I do. But in his eye, he's got this thing called a demon eye and he has the ability to see the future. And there's like a lot of little um, stories to why he can see the future and like versions of it. It's like the more mana he puts into his eye, the more further into the future it is. But it gets weirder because there's many paths. So he keeps it to like a second. So you can kind of see. <laughs> so he's always like a second ahead. And, and in, in his eyeball, he could see his body like getting pierced, like his heart gone. And um, the other two characters are badass. They're able to fucking pull him back really fast and save his life. That's how good they are. But this guy isn't trying, by the way. He just almost kills the main character. And so um, the best warrior of them, he's called a suburb or superb. I don't know his name, a Rugiard. He goes to attack him, and then you never really see him move like this at all throughout the show, but he does. He's like super fast, hitting him with the spear, fighting, and he's like, get out of here, run, and he he is committed to death. This is happening. He's going to die, and he's like, I'm just going to just flail my arms around until like I die, and then hopefully these kids get away. Well, he dies really quick or something like that. He hits him, fucks him up, and it's funny, too, because like uh, it seemed to be 
like Ruger is faster than him, but he's just so skilled. He like breaks his leg, hits his head, and fucks him up. And then um, the other girl, she's pretty cool. She gets she gets an attack on, but you know this guy's a god. Like it launches her, and then he gets up on the main character and crushes his lungs. And then he tells them, yeah, the only way to beat a mage really is to crush their lungs so they can't you know cast spells. But the main character since season one figured out how to cast spells without actually uh, saying words because in that universe in that world that they're in to do magic, you have to chant something. Right. And it's basically a command. You have to feel the energy of the, you know, the mana or whatever the fuck you feel the energy, say the command. And then through your, through what you say dictates the terms of the spell, like whether it goes far fast and just how big it is, how small it is, things like that. Right. But if you're able to think the, the command, and you can adjust it that way. As long as you can feel it and think it, you're good. But no one's ever figured that out, you know. Like he, well, there's it's trickier than that because, like, because he knows the thing that he wants, it's able for him to do it. But because he has no real understanding of like medical stuff, he still has to chant the command because he's not really good at healing. So if he was a doctor, he'd be able to do it. But because he's not a doctor and he just knows some physics and stuff, he's able to like use the command with that i don't know if i'm explaining it right but that's that's the world building of this show and that's what i like about it really um instead of healing his lungs because he i don't think he can because he doesn't have that ability without chanting it so i can't look he shoots out like a rock at him and um it's it it's it's cool because like he's just thinking i'm gonna his, his his best spell is throwing these rocks so he just does it's so second nature to him that's the first thing he does he throws this rock he spins it really fast and shoots it out and it it, kind of hurts him too so that's pretty cool but it is god so and then he shoots this ball and it's like i guess he makes like a nuclear bomb in his hand i don't know that's what it looks like it turns into fire and it shifts colors to some purple hue and up to this point there was no hint of this but because they built up the story to this point, you can infer that he he just had this one ace up his sleeve and he shoots this fucking fireball that's, I guess, cosmic-y. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. And then the main character creates like some, he teleports some kind of a shield called the Dragon Lapis or something. I don't know what the fuck it is, honestly. The two hit, he breaks the gate and it's like, holy shit, this guy's real powerful. He hits this thing. They end up killing the guy and the main character or the bad guy brings him back to life for whatever reason. Uh, there is a reason, but it's not the enemy yet. And um, yeah, you know, it's pretty cool. What I liked about it is two things. One, they created a situation where shit got real and it took them two seasons to do it. Up to that point, it was like shit got real, but not that bad. But this one was like, fuck, it was happy ending and then worst ending ever. And I thought that was pretty cool. And that's the the, the discrepancy between uh, Discovery and um, what is it? This is Jobless Reincarnation. You know, one earned a fucking epic level. The other one did not earn shit. It just kind of just threw shit together. This other one fucking earned it. <laughs>
All right, guys. That's enough. I'm tapping out. I got to run out of beer. I got to go downstairs. I mean, solo podcast isn't as fun as like normal podcast, but I wanted to get those thoughts out there. Shit on some discovery, shit on some cowboy bebop. So as always, uh, be the better person you were yesterday. If you get to create something, do it for the reasons you want to create it. Don't create something that's like not good. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Don't feel the pressure to make things woke, okay? Unless that's your truth. If that's your truth, I think it'll be better if that's your truth. But woke isn't truth, I don't think. As always, stay frosty. Did I hit stop? No, I didn't. Oh, oh yeah. Be the better person than you were yesterday and stay frosty.